This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hopeland Church. Here we go. We are in part two of the Forgotten God, a study on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. All right. So um, once again, I, I hope you all enjoyed worship today. Um, it's good to be here, honored to be here to teach the word to you today. And so here we go. We're going to continue uh, with uh, who is the Holy Spirit. Okay. So um, that was last week. We talked about who is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is a person. And we talked about how we can gr- actually grieve him um, because he is a person and he is God. Okay. And so uh, today we're going to kind of, we're going to continue a little bit more about who he is. And then next week, we still got three more weeks after this. We're going to talk about what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. What he does. Um, and I know sometimes who he is and what he does are kind of, you know, one in the same. They're synonymous at times, but I really wanted to talk about just who he is uh, first couple weekends of this series. So um, we're going to jump into the word. Let me pray, and then we're going to jump right in. Uh, Father, we thank you uh, today for your word. We thank you, God, for the for the privilege to sit at your table. We thank you for uh, the Holy Spirit, Lord, that gives us revelation, that speaks to us, that brings life to the written word that 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 lord gives us revelation of it that that takes the logos word and makes it rhema takes the written word and makes it revealed knowledge of who god is so we thank you for that today i pray in jesus name holy spirit that you would teach through me today in the mighty name of jesus everybody said amen all right here we go once again Who is the Holy Spirit? We're going to start with Hebrews uh, chapter 9, verse 14. Hebrews 9, 14. And this verse here plainly states who he is. Okay, so here we go. Um, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Okay, I'm going to read that again. Uh, Hebrews is 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 stacked with a lot um, concerning Christ, the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, uh, Jesus being our high priest. In this verse, it, in, in with respect to his death, it speaks of who the Holy Spirit is. So once again, Hebrews nine fourteen. I want to read it again. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit? That's my first point, folks. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is the eternal spirit. He is the eternal spirit, all right? So who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living, um, to serve the living God, okay? So there we go, the eternal spirit. Now we're gonna kind of just dive into this a little bit look at some other verses and whatnot, but this word eternal is very powerful. I'm going to read the definition of it so we see what that means, um, because it doesn't just mean forever, okay? Um, So here it is. Let me read this. This is in in the Greek language. 
Um, the word eternal, it means experiencing the quality of God's life now as a present possession, all right? So we, we, we have eternal life. It, yes, we are gonna enter, if it were, eternity, um, but as of now, we are filled with the eternal spirit. So because he is the eternal spirit, we are experiencing the quality of God's eternal life now as a present possession. Okay, here it is. I'm gonna continue with the definition. It does not focus on the future per se. This, this literal word does not focus on the future per se, but rather on the quality of life, uh, sorry, rather on the quality of the life of God in Christ by way of the Holy Spirit. It does not, eternal life does not focus on the future per se, but rather on the quality of the life of God in Christ by way of the Holy Spirit. Okay, here it is. I'm gonna continue. This is a great definition. Eternal, he's the eternal spirit. Say that with me. Say the Holy Spirit is the eternal spirit. Let's say it again. The Holy Spirit is the eternal spirit. So believers live in, okay, this is a definition here, okay? This isn't my notes. Believers live in eternal life in the here and now, okay? Eternal, okay? I, he, onios, that, that's, the, that's the Greek word. Um, I, I'm not saying it right. I'm not a Greek scholar by any means, but I, he, onios, it's where you get the word ions. You know how people use that word for ion, eons or something like, right? I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that word right, but for eons, right? That's where you get that word. Um, but I, he, onios, Okay, so eternal life operates, here we go, uh, sim simultaneously outside of time, inside of time, and beyond time. Thus, it gives eternal and spiritual meaning to our existence in time. All right, I know that's hopefully, hopefully based on that definition there, that last part, you're not confused by now, but this is, e, uh, I'm gonna say it again, believe, believers live in eternal life in the here and now. What does that mean, eternal life? I Hionios, the Greek word Ionios operates simultaneously outside of time, inside of time, beyond time. Thus, it gives eternal and spiritual meaning to our existence in time. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. So somebody say it with me again. Say, he is the eternal spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is the eternal spirit. Okay. Ephesians chapter one, verse 13, here we go. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, okay? This is you coming to Jesus, right? Confessing him as Lord, uh, you know, believing uh, uh, in Christ as a result of hearing the gospel of your salvation, what happens as a result? Here we go. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Because of God's grace touching you supernaturally, if it were wooing you to him, drawing you, um, 
Uh, you have you received this grace, this encounter, this 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 experience, this revelation of Jesus by His goodness and grace, and the, by His foreknowledge and purpose and plan and sovereignty, He touches you, and you in turn put your faith in Him. We are saved by grace, right? Through faith, we are saved by grace through faith. All right. Um, and, and as it, when, what, what happens as a result, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. Once again, but saved by grace through faith, what happens as a result? What happens? to every Christ follower, every person that has confessed Christ, that has come to Christ, that has been saved, that has converted, that has, uh, you know what I'm saying, that is a Christian, a, a walking with God. What What is the immediate result of that? Here it is. I'm going to say it. I'm going to read it one more time. You were then sealed by or with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. Somebody say, I'm sealed, all right? Signed, sealed, delivered, right? You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? What does seal mean, okay? We, as Christ followers, have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, okay? This word seal, it's it's a term used at, in this time, in this uh, point in history, is very prominent. Seals um, were a signet. Many times, uh, you know, people with any type of authority had a signet ring. So when they would have a letter written or some kind of document, they would fold that letter up, put that wax on it and seal it and it would signify or attest ownership of what was written, okay? So, so it would authenticate, even to this day, when you seal an envelope, right? You put something in there, and it's using that word. It says, we have adopted that word even into our culture. We don't, we don't put a stamp, a seal on our letters, you know what I'm saying? But when we, you know, we're sealing the envelope, we are, we are authenticating it, right? We, uh, you know, it is coming from us, okay? So the word seal, this is what it means. When, when, when we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, what is God doing? What has he done? What does that mean? Uh, that he, it attests his ownership of us. It authenticates who we are in him. This, here it is again, I'm gonna finish this. Authorizing and validating what is sealed. By the gift of the Holy Spirit, he signifies who are his. So once again, the eternal spirit seals us. What does that mean? He attests his ownership of us. By way of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God in your life, the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells within us. He doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He dwells in human hearts. What does that mean? It means a lot. There's a lot to it. But this specifically, who is the Holy Spirit? Here's my next point. He is the divine seal. Okay? So what does that mean? Once again, it, it attests God's ownership. It authenticates 
All right, when when we profess Christ, the authenticity of our faith is the Holy Spirit in us. God testifies of your salvation, authenticates your salvation. How? By giving you his Holy Spirit. That's why it speaks in the Bible of, of those that don't have the Spirit. They are not authentic. Come on, somebody. But when somebody is authentically saved, they, they have professed Christ, that seal of ownership authenticates, authorizing and validating what is sealed. I'm telling you, you are an authorized representative of heaven. You are an ambassador of Christ. How do I know that? Why? Because of God's grace, number one. Your faith in him, number two. And it is then sealed by the Holy Spirit filling you and entering your heart. Hallelujah. By the gift of the Holy Spirit, he signifies who are his. That's why we got to be very careful how we talk about who are his or how we, how we, how we, how we, um, our opinion and judgment of other believers. If they have the spirit, they are his. And he demonstrates, authorizes, validates, and signifies who are his by the Holy Spirit. The Holy, who is the Holy Spirit? He is the divine seal. Hallelujah. The divine seal. All right. We are signed, sealed, and delivered. Right. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor say, I am signed, sealed, and delivered. Okay. So he is the divine seal. He is uh, his presence, his leading. It should encourage you that every time the Holy Spirit speaks to you, every time he leads you, every time you perceive and sense his presence. Every time, um, you know, he convicts you and, and challenges you and, and, and comforts you and counsels you. Every time, let it remind you that you are God's. You are, you, you are owned by him. It attests ownership. It, you are authenticated, authorized, validating what is sealed. By the gift of the Holy Spirit, he signifies that you are his. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, right? The Bible says, I was bought with a price. I am not my own. Therefore, I will glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which are God's. It's his, right? The Holy Spirit in us tells us and everybody else and the devil himself that this person belongs to me. I'm sealed. All right. He is the divine seal. All right. And also says here in verse 14, who is the guarantee? He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. It is speaking of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's the guarantee of the inheritance until the, until the redemption of the purchased possession. What's he talking about? Until we, we, we step into heaven, we cross over out of this natural world. We put off um, immortality. Uh, we put off mortality and we put on immortality. When we, when we pass through uh, the veil of this flesh into eternity, right? That he is the guarantee 
of our inheritance until the per, until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, here we go. So what does guarantee mean? All right. I told you guys, right? I told you in the, in the, the subtext to this sermon series is a study on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I put study in there because that's what it is. So that's why I want to teach you. I want to walk as slow as I can through this, all right, this month. I, I, don't, I don't want you just, I, my heart is not that you just get happy about the word, but that you actually learn, that you are actually able to, to absorb and take in and learn uh, just some of the attributes and even the basic characteristics of who the Holy Spirit is. Okay, so I, I, I want you to, I don't want you just to enjoy or be inspired by the message. I, I want you to be changed by it. All right, so here we go. That's why I want to take my time. But guarantee, this is what it is. It means down payment pledge, earnest money. All right, it's a down payment. I mean, it just in modern times, you know, you, you know, you give a down payment as a guarantee that the rest is coming. Okay. So what is it? What is this guarantee? What is it? I, I believe in the King James, it used the word earnest, who is the earnest of the inheritance. Same, same word, guarantee, earnest, down payment, pledge, earnest money. Okay. Hold the Holy Spirit is the down payment. Okay. Advance payment that guarantees the rest will be given. Come on now. The Holy Spirit is the down payment on our, on, on our eternity within heaven. Okay. Once again, he's, he's the down payment. He's advanced payment. The guarantees the rest will be given. Okay. Okay. This represents full security backed by the purchaser. This is God himself. Okay. He purchased us through the blood. Okay. The blood, the blood of Jesus paid the price for our soul, paid the price. He paid the price. We are his. He, he has complete and total ownership of us. He paid the price, set us free purchased us as it were off of the slave block of sin and now we are his okay so this represents when the holy spirit's guarantee what does this represent represents full security backed by the purchaser who supplies sufficient proof they will fulfill the entire pledge or promise which is to be with christ forever okay so the holy spirit is not only the divine seal the holy spirit who is the Holy Spirit? He is the guarantee of our inheritance. He is, that's my next point. He is the guarantee of our inheritance in heaven and in eternity, okay? So like, for instance, guarantee, down payment, you know what I mean? Uh, when I met uh, Crystal Gale and I, and, I, and I was starting to uh, fall in love with her, I was like, and then we, I met her dad, flew out to Canada, met her dad, and I told told Dad, like, look, I'm not playing around. Uh, I'm, I'm st this is all new. So we're only a few months in knowing each other. But I'm. This isn't some game. Um, I, I I like your your daughter, and uh, my plan, is, I, I, my whole intention of going through this process of even meeting you is because my plan is to marry her. Okay. Within six months of that meeting with Dad, I called them. All that. I I, I asked Dad if I could marry her. He, he gave me his blessing and the rest is history, right? Hallelujah. But um, I, I, I did, before I proposed to her, um, uh, I, uh, I actually called her cousins, um, everybody without her knowing. And I planned this. I said, hey, I want to go out there um, and surprise her and propose to her. 
uh, without her even knowing I'm there. So she's over in Toronto, Canada. So I, I call, I, I set it all up. They, they got me picked up from the airport. They were going to take her out, all her cousins, taking her out to dinner one night. And then the plan was I'm going to be in her crib when she comes home. Her cousins drop her off and all her cousins like drop her off like they're going to leave. But they're all kicking it in the car waiting for to see what happens. So they're in the car outside and like the cousins really helped me out with this. We had rose petals everywhere, candles everywhere. I had on my suit and tie, and so I'm posted up in her, and she was sharing her um, condo with one of her other cousins, but it was just me in there at this time. So um, Crystal Gale comes in, and it's dim lit, got the candles, got the rose petals, and I'm, I'm just chilling in this chair, you know? And she comes in the door, and, uh, you know, she just peeks around the corner. She's like, oh, like she was like, what's going on? <laughs> kind of scared her, right? So there it is. Boom. So I proposed and I gave her a ring, right? I gave her a ring. That is the, that is the deposit, right? That is the deposit that, 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 that was the down payment. That was the earn, that ring was in earnest. It was down payment pledge that this ain't just some little thing. This ain't some, this ain't, this ain't a friend with benefits. Come on, somebody. This is, I am going to marry you. And this is proof that I'm going to follow through. I put some money on it. I put a ring on it. This is my pledge. I am supplying sufficient proof that I will fulfill the entire prayer and entire pledges promised. Hallelujah. So there was, we weren't married yet. She didn't have the full blessing yet, right? We weren't married. We did not enter into covenant. As of yet, we did not consummate. But this is the down payment. This is the guarantee that my life is yours and yours is mine. We, 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 I will, I'm gonna give my life to you. All right? The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. And this is the point of the guarantee, okay? It's the deposit. Think about that. We're not in heaven yet, but we have the Holy Spirit here. We aren't physically in heaven yet. We are in a fallen world, but praise God, we have the Holy Spirit, all right? So it's kind of like the ring, right? She got the ring. The ring is nice. The ring costs a little money, right? I put some money on that, okay? I put some value on that, right? But 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 it's like, man, you know what? Crystal Gale, you think this ring is good? Just wait till you get me. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen out there, right? Um, you think the ring is nice? Just wait. You just get all of this right here. Somebody say amen. <laughs> somebody say amen to that, right? So the Holy Spirit is given to us as a deposit, proving to us that eternity in heaven with Jesus is our, is our promised land. Look, um, the Holy Spirit, look, it is, is a foretaste of, of glory divine, okay? Every time you sense the presence of God, remember, it's not just for that moment when you sense his presence, when he, when he touches you, when he heals you, when he speaks to you, when he comforts you, when, when he guides you into truth, when he, when he leads you and speaks to you about something and you see the outcome and the blessing of that and all that good stuff the Holy Spirit does. We're going to talk about this, this the, um, in the next few weeks here. We're going to be going over all this, but I'm here to tell you right now, it's not just for the moment, but it's to remind us. That if you think it's good now, just wait until the redemption 
of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. You think the Holy Spirit is good. Just, just wait till you get to heaven. Hallelujah. Until we get to heaven, the Holy Spirit is heaven on earth. He is the guarantee. The promise of the Father is, is a deposit of the promise to come. Hallelujah. There is more. There is more to this than what we will experience in this life. There is a revelation to be revealed. Come on now. Don't get too comfortable here. Okay. Don't get too comfortable. Every time he leads you, convicts you, comforts you, speaks to you, etc. It is a reminder that there is a heaven beyond this old world. There is a better place. There is a better place in eternity, folks. I'm telling you, praise God that we're here. I'm not saying that we just jump ship and forget about this. I'm saying, yeah, we go into this world. We are delegates. We are ambassadors. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We're called to be in the world and not of the world. We're called to preach the gospel. We're called to bring the love and, and power of Jesus to this fallen and dying world. But I'm telling you, even as good as it gets with God here in the Holy Spirit, praise God for everything that he is in the here and now. But I'm telling you, he's more than that. He's the guarantee of something better. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit testifies to us that there's more to God than what we've experienced thus far. He's the guarantee of something better. All right, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's the deposit. That's who he is. Okay, that's what the scriptures say, who he is. Okay, here's my next point. What does the Holy Spirit tell us? He tells us there has got to be more. There has got to be more. All right. Don't get comfortable. Don't, don't get, don't get this, this, this kind of, uh, don't, 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 don't think that everything you know of him and about him is all to know. He, he's bigger than your mind. He, he's bigger than what you know. Okay. We, we don't have the corner on the market of who God is. Okay. And all, or all that he is. Yes. You know him. Yes. He has revealed himself to you, but even the apostle Paul. All right, with all the revelation he received in Philippians chapter three. I mean, here he is. He's a, he's a spiritual leader. He's a man of God. He's an apostle. He's doing his thing. And he said in that, in that, in Philippians three, that I may know him. Not, what did he say? Not that I have already attained, but this one thing I do, I press forward. I press towards the call for the, the upward call of God that's in Christ Jesus. I, 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 I don't look at what, what's behind me. I, I'm looking at what God is doing. I'm, I'm looking forward with what God's going to do. Don't get satisfied and, 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 and lethargic and, 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 and mediocre in your pursuit of God. There's more to him than you realize. Praise God for everything he's done, but he'll do more. Praise God for everything that he is and everything that you know that he is, but he's more than that. Come on, somebody. Look at this. Here we go. There's got to be more. Look at somebody next to you and tell them there's got to be more. There has got to be more. First John chapter 3 Verses one to three. I'm going to read this quickly. First John chapter three, verses one to three. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it is, here it is. Here it's talking about eternity now. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. 
And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. There has got to be more. What's the lesson here? What is the lesson here? Folks, don't get too comfortable here. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you into thinking that this old world is better than she really is. Come on now. Come on now. I'm not, I'm not walking around complaining about everything going on in the world, but I'm telling you right now, she ain't as good as the, as the world and the devil want to make her to be. Come on, somebody. Um, I, there's this, uh, there's this uh, Christian rap song I used to listen to, and, and it was called, I Used to Date a Girl Named World. And he was talking about his soul, like being in the world and of the world. And then he met Jesus, right? He had to break up with that girl. That girl ain't all that. Come on, somebody. Come on. Some of us, we was we were out, wilding out, doing our thing, or, or just not walking with God, not walking in conviction of the Holy Spirit, not walking in the Spirit. I'm telling you, what is this? What is the whole, who is the Holy Spirit? What is he telling us that? As good as he is in the here and now, it is he is a deposit, a guarantee of something in our future in eternity with Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Here's another one. Here's another one. Let's read this here. Second Corinthians chapter five. I'm going to read a, a, a bunch of verses here. Verses one to nine. But here we go. We're, we're going to read through all this. Here it is. Come on now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'll start in verse 1. But once again, once again, there's got to be more. Say that with me. Say there's got to be more. Say this with me. Say the Holy Spirit is the divine seal. All right, say this with me. Say the Holy Spirit is the eternal spirit. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house, talking about this tent right here, this tent, this vessel, earthen vessel is destroyed because it will be one day. It will be one day. It will be one day. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands. Somebody say something better's coming. Something better's coming. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Somebody say eternity, eternal in the heavens. Verse two, for in this, look at this, in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, says it twice, says groan twice, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed. That mortality, mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has, here it is, given us the spirit as a guarantee. Given us as the, uh, given us the spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Verse seven, for we walk, look at, in this world, I mean, it's the, 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 this mortal world. Praise God that in this mortal world, this natural world, we have the spirit of God. We have in time, we have a relationship with the eternal spirit. We commune with the God of heaven in the here and now. The Holy Spirit is heaven on earth. 
until we get to heaven itself. Hallelujah. Given us the spirit as a guarantee. Verse six, so we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord for we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse eight, we are confident. Yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Hallelujah. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 1, I know we don't hear a lot about this, or I don't, and um, but here it says, it says twice, that here it's talking about the Holy Spirit. Talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about the guarantee of our inheritance, talking about eternity. It's talking about living in this natural world, but desiring heaven. It's talking about uh, being in a, in a mortal, in mortal time and space, and yet having the eternal spirit and a relationship with God in Christ by way of the Holy Spirit here and now. And it, and it, and it uses this language here that we groan. We gr- use it twice. It's like in us, there's this desire. There's gotta be more than what this world can give us. There's gotta be more than what society can do. There's gotta be more than what people do for us. There's gotta be more than than, than just living this life and doing things and going about our affairs. There's gotta be something more beyond the veil of this natural world. And this word groan means feeling uh, what is internal and unexpressed. Expressing grief, anger, or desire. So it says even as we're following Christ, the Holy Spirit in us, that the environment of this world, we may have moments where we are this, this internal and maybe unexpressed groan in us for something more, something beyond this natural world. And it also says being burdened, okay, in this verse. So here we are, Christ followers. We are are temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the living God. And yet we have moments because of the world we are in being burdened. What does this word mean? It means means to be weighed down and or oppressed with external evils and calamities. Now look, in Christ I, in Christ, and in him and his spirit, I am not burdened, okay? I understand that word burden can be used in a positive sense, like a calling or, or, or what you're called to do, or a, there's, there might be people that you're burdened by, right? Like that God lays that on you and you're, you're, you, you have a heart for them, right? But, but in Christ, we aren't burdened. In Christ, we're not burdened by sin. We're not burdened by the world per se. But but the point here is, if you really look at this in context, we have moments that we are burdened by what's going on in the world, right? We look around and we are, we groan and we are burdened. I'm here to tell you right now that that, that, is, that is normal for a Christ follower to be bothered or burdened or to literally groan because of external evil and calamity. It's, 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 I don't just 
I just, I don't want to just make you happy. I want to preach this to you, church. I don't want to just make you happy. I want you to long for God. And, and I believe this groan, this, this, this dichotomy, this paradox of heaven in me, per se, by way of the Holy Spirit, but darkness around me, and that I am burdened by what I see, what I hear, what, what's happening in society, in this world. I'm burdened, I'm bothered. I am groaning, as it were. And in that, I am also experiencing the supernatural divine love of God by way of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you right now, the Holy Spirit is here and with you to walk with you through those moments that you are groaning and you are burdened by what you see happening around you. Once again, there has got to be more. There has got to be more, church. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to just read this point I, I read. Not point, but just something I wrote in my notes here. In Christ, I'm not burdened, right? But I have moments when I am burdened by what's going on in the world around me. Somebody say, help me, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We ought to long for something more. We, we ought to be reaching for something more than what this world can give us. We ought to be reaching. We ought to be crying out, longing, desiring, desiring more of him and his presence in the midst of this fallen world. Come on now. All right. John chapter 14, verse 16. Turn there with me. I'm going to read John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. All right. Once again, John 14, verse 16 to 17. Here we go. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Capital H, Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. All right. Let's read it again. And I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Somebody say the eternal spirit. Say it again. Say he is the eternal spirit. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, but you know him. I'm here to encourage you, church. You know the Holy Spirit. You might say, well, I'm not super spiritual or, you know, um, you know, I, you might see other people, oh, they know the Holy Spirit. No, you know the Holy Spirit, but you know him. He's speaking to his disciples, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. He is dwelling with you and now he is in us. All right? All right? The eternal spirit abide with you forever. Abide with you forever. Hallelujah. I'm going to go through these points one more time and then we're going to pray. But my last point is this. He is our forever helper. He is. Who's the Holy Spirit? He is our forever helper. Counselor, comforter, 
The word helper in the Greek is paraclete or parakletos, and it's the one, it means the one called along your side to help you, all right? He is here to lead us not only through this life, but into eternity with Jesus. You have the spirit. I'm telling you, you're gonna be in eternity with Jesus. He is the guarantee of the purchased possession. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he is your forever helper. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I got a forever helper. I got a forever helper. Come on, don't, come on. I think we need to, I think we need to, you know, uh, just as people of God, you know, when we start learning and just studying about the Holy Spirit, uh, we start to want, man, I, I've neglected him. You know, I haven't really um, developed that relationship the way I could. I haven't really leaned on him the way that I can. I haven't really allowed him to counsel me, allowed him to comfort me, allowed him to help me, allowed him to, to truly live out his purpose in my life. He is here to testify of Jesus, to glorify Jesus, to lead you not only through this life into all truth, but to the truth himself, Jesus, and to lead you into eternity. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, look at here. Stay close to the Holy Spirit. Come on now. Stay close to him. Because if we're close to him, he's going to glorify Jesus in our life. Come on now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here it is. One more time. I'm going to read these points and then I'm going to let you guys go. But, but who is the Holy Spirit? Number one, let's say these together. Say this with me. Say he is the eternal spirit. Here's the next one. Say it with me. Say he is the divine seal. You got to understand the value God places on you when he gives you of his spirit, seals you, authenticates you as his own, all right? Validates you, all right? Signifies that you are his, attests his ownership of you, all right? He is the divine seal, all right? Next one, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us? What is he saying? There has got to be more. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful there's more to God than what you already know? I know you know him. I know you walk with him. I know you hear his voice, but I'm thankful that you haven't gotten to the bottom of God. I'm telling you what, what is the breadth, the width, the length, the depth, the height of the knowledge of God? His, his understanding, the Bible says, is past finding out. All right. He is uh, beyond definition. All right. Hallelujah. He he um, contains all things, but is contained by nothing. I am thankful. Oh, the depth of the riches of the mystery of the gospel in Christ. I mean, this, this thing, you know, we don't have him figured out. Praise God. Somebody look at somebody and say, there has got to be more. There has got to be more. There has got to be more, more than what you grew up on, more than all those books you read based on the denomination you came up in, bigger than the last movement, than the whatever movement, prophetic movement, word movement. He, he, he's bigger than, than your little uh, denomination, more than your little tribe in your little Christian world. Come on now, there is more to him than what we've realized right now. The more I know about him, the more I need to know. 
The more I know, the less I know. Come on now. We don't have him figured out. Praise the Lord. He is the eternal spirit. Okay. We don't know everything there is to know about God. Come on. I'm still learning. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. I'm still learning. Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Reveal Jesus to me in a new and a fresh way. Show me who he is. I'm still looking. Come on now. God is deep. God, God is, come on. Oh, come on now. You know, the, the, uh, oh, the, you know, the depths of the riches, right? There is this, this divine extravagance of who he is. All right, he's past finding out. Hallelujah. The deep cries unto the deep at the sound of his water brooks. There's got to be more. Come on now, there's got to be more. There has got to be more. Look at I've been married 12 years. There's more to know about Crystal Gale Joanne Mendel. Come on now, she is, you know what I'm saying? I believe, you know, she, she is a mystery. Come on now, I'm still learning things, discovering things. I haven't gotten to the bottom of who she is in every way. There's more to discover. If there's more to discover about my wife, come on somebody, there has got to be more about the God of the universe. <laughs> yes. He has all knowledge, all understanding, all counsel. Everything. He is the spirit of wisdom. He's the spirit of knowledge. He is the spirit of the Lord. Come on, there's more to know about him. All right, last point. He is our forever helper. All right, he is forever helper. He is our forever helper. Let me pray for you. I, I'm just fumbling over my words here. Uh, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for everybody joining today. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them again. God, show them more. Lead them into the depths of Christ. God, lead us into the unsearchable riches, unsearchable riches of Christ. God, show us who he is. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us again, again and again and again. The Holy Spirit, take us deeper into Christ, deeper into Jesus, deeper into the depth and knowledge and wisdom and love of God. God, thank you that there is more to learn and to know about you. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for that. I pray that Lord, your people would, re would receive and by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know what is the hope of their calling and what are the riches of the glory, the riches, the riches of the glory of their inheritance in the saints. God, Holy Spirit, help us, show us, reveal Jesus to us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.